Christmas to you all. That's all I could come up with. This is the Rock Capital Christmas special. The best podcast if you want to listen to a rock music podcast on Christmas, but the worst podcast if you wanted to hear a Australia Day podcast. Oh, well, we, when the day comes, we can actually have a discussion about Australia Day. But today's Christmas, basically. So Yeah, and this is also the worst one if you were after like a Thanksgiving uh, yeah, music podcast. If an Australian was after a Thanksgiving podcast, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Yes. They don't really do Thanksgiving songs, don't they? Oh, it's America. They write about everything. So I'm sure they do. So here with me is once again my good buddy from Ascarian, Reese. Reese, welcome back. Thank you very much for having me. No worries. It is Christmas. Hopefully, if you're hearing this, or I don't know if it's 2020, 2028 or something, and you're hearing this, well, you know, how old will I be? That'll uh, be in 10 years from now. I'm going to be 30, 35, 36. Oh, geez. Can you imagine? What will you, what will you be doing when you're 35, 36, you think? Maybe this podcast will still be going. You never know. Maybe you might be earning money from this podcast. Possibly. Well, we'll see. But not on this episode because we can't commercialize that sin. Nah. Sin with a Y, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Sin.org.au. Check us out. Rock Capital. Yes. Now, Reese, there's nothing I like more than listening to the Twisted Sister Sister Christmas album on Christmas. (laughs) Christmas. (laughs) Twisted Sister Christmas album. How good is it? You've I, heard it, right? I have not heard this album. You've got to tell me all about it, man. Oh, you haven't? No. It is probably the... I mean, it's one of the most famous... Probably one of the most famous Christmas albums. Um, so, it's for, called... Into, um, a, a Twisted Christmas. A Twisted Christmas. Yeah. Very clever title. They even recorded... So, this came out in 2006. And I think a few years later, they actually recorded a live version. A live version of yeah. this. Is it all originals or is it just old Christmas songs? So there is, it's mostly covers, but there's also the heavy metal Christmas, which is just the 12 day of Christmas. Oh. 12 days of Christmas, but with metal stuff. Uh, you oh, know, so spandex and tattoos and all that stuff. So <laughs> it's basically a traditional song, but Twisted Sister have had their way with this song. Yes, exactly. Right. So they change the lyrics around and yeah, everything else is covers, but... You know, there's different sorts of um, different sorts of styles, and if you go on Spotify, there is a Metal Christmas playlist. We're not Spotify or associated with Spotify in any way, but uh, there's actually quite a good Metal Christmas, Heavy Metal Christmas. Um, you know, to search for it playlist with lot with lots of great varieties. This album is featured on it along with you know more darker, more extreme metal versions of Christmas songs yeah. and instrumentals too. Definitely check it out. I was going to. I wanted to write about this al- about this album for Beat Magazine, but they actually informed me that someone else was running about it for the Christmas show. What a shame. So- you know what I wrote about? I wrote about um, Bad Religion's EP for Christmas that they released not too long ago. I mean, like 2013. It's just called Christmas Songs EP. It's not, it's, I, it's not a bad EP. I liked it. It's not nothing original. It's all covers, right? Ooh. But they've turned up the punk on these songs, and it's, I thought it was absolutely great. Is it like super short and sweet, like a minute, two minutes a song? And that sort um, of stuff? Normal length for these songs. They, they, they cover them, you know, just basically back to front. No no cutting short of them at all, basically. I see. Check it out, people. Uh, check out the review in Big Magazine, actually. Is it out yet? Uh, it's It'll be the, 25th of, Janu- of, of December, I mean, when people listen to this. So it's it will on be the out website. by then. Oh, so it's already out. Yeah. 
Okay, have a look. Beat.com.au. All right, so, you know, you can let us know what your favourite uh, Christmas music is. We'll be talking about it more a little later. Oh, yeah. Follow the hashtag on Twitter, hashtag Rock Capital, and you can follow us on Twitter. We finally have a Twitter account. Yes. Rock Capital Pod. Speaking of Christmas this year, uh, a band you like in particular have released a single, a Christmas single. They have. So Def who Leppard. is it? Def Leppard. And yes. what's the song? Uh, the Magic of Editing. We all need Christmas. We all need Christmas. And the chorus is repeated. That line is repeated quite a lot during the, during the song. And it's acoustic. It's so, an original, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think so. Because I've, I've, uh, I've never heard that song title before. We all need Christmas. Yeah, I think it is. So it's acoustic. So I guess if you're a fan of um, Two Steps Behind, that's sort, of, that sort of Def Leppard, you might like this one. Or if you like Christmas songs, I think it's okay. It's not the greatest thing ever, but I liked it. It was good to hear... It's good to have some original Def Leppard. Yeah. And it, it was a very sweet song. I think. Yes. You know, it was very light and touch, but you know what? doesn't matter. It's it's a cool song. Yeah, it wasn't like... Uh, they weren't trying to just make a badass heavy metal um, version of a song like Twisted Sister or other bands do. It's just, yeah, a wholesome... You know, it's, it's, def- it's wholesome Leopard. That's what it is. Speaking of which, you see all these rock bands um, doing Christmas songs like um, Def Leppard, Twisted Sister, ba- Bad Religion. Who would you like to see do a Christmas album? Or a Christmas song, for that matter? You know what? I think if my favourite band ever, which was Linkin Park, if Chester was still here, I would have loved to have, um, hear them tackle those songs um, because... They're, they're all talented musicians and they all do interesting stuff. And, you know, Chester's voice for some of those songs would have been great. Um, they have a original, which was original song called My December, which... Do you know that one? My December? Yeah. No. So, it was it was a bonus track or a B-side on their first album, Hybrid Theory. And if you listen, heard it, you'd know why, because it's mostly piano, but it's still some DJ um, scratching all that stuff. It sounds uniquely Linkin Park. It's a great song. And they've, take, they've brought it back a few times, mostly in piano form, where it's just piano and singing. It's, uh, it's quite good. It's, uh, you know, they, uh, they used to perform piano songs with the band, just Chester and Mike on piano. So How do you feel about anti-Christmas songs? Anti-Christmas songs? Well, like, if, like, a black metal band performs... <laughs> uh, no, okay, so take for instance, um, there was an artist named um, Joni Mitchell. Right? Yeah. Now, she she was a big folk rock um, hero from Canada, basically. Yeah. She she wrote a song called River, and that's an anti-Christmas song. It's like uh, one of the first lyrics is, um, it's coming on Christmas, they're cutting all the trees. It's she like, don't like Christmas? She, she's cutting all the trees, and she's going to quit this crazy scene. I wish I had a river, I could just skate away. Basically, I don't. Uh, she. It was a very anti-Christmas. Of what year did it come out? Nineteen seventy-one. Hmm. Back then, right? <laughs> Would you be open for anti-Christmas songs? Yeah, because you know, freedom of speech. I don't really care. I like, I like Christmas because it's fun. I don't. To me, Christmas isn't a religious holiday. I mean, it is a religious holiday. I mean, to a certain okay. extent, but it's also I, a cultural I just, holiday. I just think it's like a birthday. You like it, Jesus was born. The Even though he wasn't born around this time, and uh, no, well, all we, paganism, all that we, stuff. We all, ag- it seems like we all have to agree that this is the chosen. Like it's like the Queen's birthday. It's not yeah. actually her birthday when it's the public yeah. holiday. But so Christmas just has cultural value for me, and I guess family. Things it's family as well. time, yeah, yeah. And you know, it was in. You know, they always have 
The Simpsons would always do Christmas episodes and all that stuff. So it's all... Christmas is all fun and games and relaxing and giving each other presents for me and listening to cool Christmas songs. So if people want to write anti-Christmas songs... Fine. Fine. If they want to do... If they if they don't like the commercialization of it, just want it to be a religious holiday, look fine. As long as you don't don't just don't annoy me with it, and you, just do what you want. <laughs> just like the PC culture these days. Yeah, like, well, it's like the opposite of the PC culture. So yeah. it's like it's the it's the it's the nut jobs who are up to, who are super religious. So it's, um, it's the opposite to that. Going back to Christmas songs, um, we were discussing before the show uh, a song that we both like, a song that I think is my favorite Christmas song. We will find out what Reese's, one of Reese's favourite all-time Christmas songs is right after this. But first, got to call Ellen. Oh, yeah, we got to call Ellen. Who wasn't able to uh, shop today for various reasons, but, you know, she's okay. The uh, phone is tangling with his microphone, ladies and gentlemen. Let me try again. Wait, I don't have the number in front of me. I need the <laughs> number in front of me. While Stefan is getting the number up, it's time for Reese's little moments on this podcast. How are you people? Checking in all right. Uh, I can just sit back in this chair and just think about Christmas, you know. Even though, like, I want it to be snowing. Oh, he's got the phone up. Never mind. Intense, intense moments here, people. hope it's the right one. Hello, is this is this the lady from L7? The singer from L7? There you are. Hi, Ellen. Hello, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, so good. we're trying to call, um, the. what's the name of the front woman from L7, Ellen? Denita Sparks. Yeah, but because uh, it sounds similar to Ellen, so I think we called it by accident. So we got L7 and Ellen kind of mixed up, so... Yeah, yeah. Well, it happens, it happens. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Ellen. Happy Christmas, Thanks, yeah. Stefan. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to both of you and everyone at Rock Capital. I just wanted to know, Alan, what do you have planned for the new year? Are you running for more for beat or are you doing coming back to Mosh Pit on Sin or what's happening? Well, I actually, <laughs> um, I was going to say, um, I didn't know how to word it. I was going to be like, well, actually, I made plans to live under a bridge. <laughs> live under a bridge. Why? Why do you want to live under a bridge, Ellen? Because she's been. I thought it might be interesting, and then I won't really have to travel very far to go to the city if I pick <laughs> one. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, next year, I am still going to be writing for Beat. Yeah. I am going to be doing Mosh Pit season one. I am starting a new job, full time job, and. Yeah, big things are happening. Big things are happening. Big you things go, are Alan. happening. Yep. Exciting. And I'm going to North America for three months. Ooh. Ooh. In the middle of the year. Where in North America, Alan? Uh, I'm going to the US and Canada. Oh, to do what? Camp America. Ooh. I am teaching radio at a summer camp in New York State for seven weeks. Because I did a charm the camp director with my expertise at the interview, and they think that I am an expert in radio. So, yeah, I'm going to be teaching kids how to do radio. Hang on, you said think. So, do you think you're an expert or you are? I am an expert, Stefan. <laughs> Good answer. 
Well, look, Alan, I have no idea what I'm doing, so you're going to have to come up here and teach me how to do radio because I have no idea what I'm doing either. You know, it's funny because that would totally mean that the tables have turned Stefan. Oh, yeah, because I put you under my wing to show you how to do radio, but now I've fallen behind. Oh, am I hearing this correctly? Stefan is now taking up the credit of teaching Ellen everything she knows. Well, that's... Come on, that's partly true, Ellen. I mean, like, I literally just said that. <laughs> <laughs> do you listen to any Christmas music around this time, Ellen? What do you What do you like to do um, on Christmas? Uh, I like to sleep until it's all over, Aww. and just pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> Anti Christmas is that is that correct? I like to watch The Grinch because I like to watch uh, movies that are aligned with my uh, own personal. Yeah. So the new one then. The new movie. The new Grinch. Well, actually, I haven't seen that. I'm not, I haven't even seen the trailer. Do you know if it's good? Um, it's, it's apparently on the same level as Jim Carrey's Grinch. Ooh. Maybe it's worth saying, because Jim Carrey's Grinch is one of my favourite movies. Mine too. I it's love Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Funny. Yeah, it's super funny. It's a great movie to watch for all ages. I loved it as a kid, and then I went back and watched it as an adult and loved it as well. So, yeah. Did Stefan like it though? Look, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a Grinch and say, well, it's 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 okay. Oh, and you know, I'm gonna be Grinch by the new one. I'm gonna be the Grinch about the new one because I don't really care. I'm not gonna go see it. So, look. well, the Grinch is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. Well, because he ruins Christmas. <laughs> yeah, and he's funny. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Reese, what are you gonna do on Christmas? Uh, I'll be I'll be eating like KFC chicken and tuna casserole. That's what I'm going to be doing. Why KFC? That's that's what my mum wants for Christmas. She oh. wants KFC chicken. So I'm like, what are the family feast? Yes. Mick, you know I'm to McDonald's that I just said the wrong thing. I said the McDonald's thing. Are you going to order like the family feast from KFC? Possibly, but I think she just wants. The, she just wants the chicken. She doesn't want anything else. So she'll just get like a huge, like two couple of buckets of chicken. Yeah, I was going to say bucket. Like you can buy buckets. Yeah, like at least she got like three buckets last year. It was so good. Are you serious? Do you just buy your mom KFC Christmas each year? That's no, no, no. no. <laughs> like she, she gets it herself and then we just put it in the oven Christmas morning and then just go from there. So you pray buy it. Yeah. We pre-buy it, and then we cook it again. That is dedication. Yes. I'm sure Colonel Sanders would be very proud of you if now, he... Colonel, Colonel Sanders wants us to eat it straight away, basically. But <laughs> instead of just leaving it in the fridge overnight. That's so funny. You know what? In Japan, Christmas, KFC Christmas is a huge deal. Uh, go on YouTube and look that up. It's pretty interesting. But I think... I might go to Red Rooster because I feel like if I don't, they're going to go out of business and no one's going to have a happy Christmas if that's the case, if they work at Red Rooster. So, you know, might consider going there, give them their support, because otherwise they'll be out of business. Well, you know, there's a Red Rooster that is just around the corner from my house and they, all of the time, like all the time, they have like the delivery cars driving around, going to and from the Red Rooster. All the time. So, like... Oh, you have delivery now. Yeah, they have delivery at Red Rooster. Santa, if you're listening, 
get me some Red Rooster, please. Yeah, get me some Red Rooster, too. I haven't had that since, like, the 90s. Do you think Santa well, drives for Uber I Eats? I a delivery driver, so I'm not going to go and deliver it to you. But what if we pay you, Ellen? Why don't you just order on Uber Eats? You are so close to Red Rooster, Ellen. Please. I, I actually am, but it's going to get cold by the time I get to your house. Doesn't matter. What a shame. up in the microwave. Yeah. Yeah, Ellen, you, do you think that uh, Santa Claus would drive Uber Eats or something? Because, you know, he has to be up to date with technology. And, you know, not many people have chimneys anymore. So, um, to, to deliver this Red Rooster or this KFC that we really, really need, do you think he would, do you think he would maybe ride a motorbike and use Google Maps to get around? So, are you trying to say that he's going to get rid of his sleigh and his reindeers? And he's going to get a motorbike that has GPS on it. Well, how old is how old is Rudolph now? I, have I think no idea. I think Rudolph you know, may have passed away. We'd be like the 15th Rudolph, like in terms of like how many Rudolphs we've gone through. Oh, I yeah. mean, how old is Rudolph? Yeah, he I must think three hundred and eighty years old. I think, um, no, look, here's, guys, here's the truth. You know that war on Christmas that people always talk about and get outraged about? Yeah. Well. It's not a conspiracy, it's true. So Rudolph is no longer with us. With us. So, unfortunately, Santa will have to use um, Google Maps to get around. That's sad, but that's just the way I it is. I want a motorbike, though. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> I'm just more as a Jeep guy. I'm sort of seeing him driving around in a Jeep. Yeah, I drive a Jeep. When we were in Maybe primary school... When we were in primary school, uh, Reese, you might remember this. We went to the same school. We had a song that you'd sing called Surfy Surfy Santa. Do you remember that one, Reese? I do. Yeah, about Santa, because, you know, this is Australia, so Santa would go surfing because it's really hot. I never sang that song, so I don't know. Well, what do you think of that, Ellen? So maybe um, he, he drives around delivering us Red Rooster or whatever he wants, and then he goes for a surf because it's super hot. Yeah, but I don't really see Santa surfing either. You see, I've never seen Santa out of his red costume and his beard and his hat so i don't know how he would go surfing but by the time he gets yeah by the time he gets here we will have to get out of his red gear because it's just too hot it's too hot here yeah. i'd rather it be snowing here than to be hot as all hell <laughs> and that's because you're on australian race oh my god <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> i love summer and i love the heat so I, yeah, I think summer, I think Christmas and summer's great. You know, everywhere else in the, in the world, Reese, has, like, Christmas in winter, so why can't we be different? We can have it in summer. Exactly. Yeah, not New Zealand, exactly. though. All to ourselves, ignoring New Zealand. The Australian <laughs> uh, summer of Christmas is for us only. Exactly. Although, before we called you, Ellen, uh, Reese was about to reveal his favourite Christmas song ever. You might know it, actually. Reese, what oh, is your favourite Christmas song? My favourite Christmas song, Ellen, is Christmas Lights by Coldplay. I wish I could tell you I knew it. Um, <laughs> you don't know it? I thought you were going to say it was that Mariah Carey song, All I Want for Christmas is You. No, no. That was the last thing I want for Christmas. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I haven't heard that song in years, so... Well, how do you, it's like any Mariah Carey song. It's got a lot of, like, high, high, high notes. Yeah, and I'm more about the low notes. Uh, but you like Coldplay, right, Ellen? 
Yeah, I've seen them in concert twice. Yeah, that's what I thought. You don't know that one? As if. <laughs> oh, well, you know, is that one of their more recent songs? No, no it's uh, been out. 2009. You know, I've listened to their albums, uh, their first three albums extensively. And I'm going to say My Lazilator and Viva La Vida, but anything past then I haven't really listened to, but I... If it was released as a single, that's probably why I haven't heard it, because I've only really listened to the albums. Well, that is what happened, so... <laughs> that's probably why. Actually, and I listened to their album past My Lazilator, their Ghost Stories album, but then after Ghost like Stories, that's when I stopped... You know, you would be in... You know, most people don't like that album, Stefan. Ghost Stories. Ghost Stories. No, it's a good album. I like... Do you like it? Yeah. I think it's okay. I like it a lot. It reminds me of the Bon Jovi These Days album. The album afterwards is... I just stopped caring. It might be good. What's it? What's it? A Head Full of Dreams. A Head Full of Dreams. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I saw them on that tour. It was good though, right? on the Milo Zylo Tree Tour and the Head Full of Dreams Tour. Yeah, the Milo Zylo... Milo Zylo Whatever. I saw that too, and I have a Blu-ray of it too. It was really good. It was actually... That concert was probably the... I've seen a lot of shows. That was one as of you the best. Know. I think if I do my top five, I think that might actually be at the very, very top. That Coldplay well, show. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it was would. really good. It was really, really I good. I would say my favourite show was Foo Fighters this year. <laughs> well, Foo Fighters say, January this year. I would say that too. Like, that sh- the Foo Fighters show this year for their Concrete and Gold tour. Yeah. And plus, and plus Green Day last year. And the Pixies. <laughs> oh, yeah, you saw the Pixies, you lucky. Yeah, I saw the Pixies. Lucky person. Well, you yeah. know, we, we did get to experience um, the Australian Christmas because when we went to Good Things, Alan, which was great, by the way, I was watching Dropkick Murphys and they performed their Christmas song, which is called, um, what's it called? Uh, the Seasons Upon Us. And they rarely play that, so lucky us. And it was pretty freaking sweet. So if you haven't heard it, Alan, go listen to it. And what, it was, what's the name of it again? The Seasons Upon Us. And in their words, it's not a cheesy Christmas song. And it wasn't. It was great. Is it heavy? Maybe. I can't remember, to be honest, because I hadn't heard it before. I heard this Christmas song today, and it was like... It was it, it was like a rap song, right? So this isn't like rock music, but it was a rap song, and it was a Christmas song, and it was like this guy, and he's like all gangster and like cool and stuff, but he's rapping about Christmas. <laughs> was it any good? It was so funny. Yeah, it was like really cool. What was it I called? Really liked it. Uh, I didn't know, because they played it on the radio when I was at work, so... Uh, didn't pick up on it, on the name. On Triple J. No, nah, it was gold. <laughs> I was, it was gold. Playing oh. that on gold, yeah, that's at work, gold is, like, the station they have running. It's, like, my dream come true, because gold is my station that I listen to all the time. Besides Sin, of course. Besides... Besides Sin, yeah. Because sin gold, gold. gold play Nirvana, don't they? Yes. No, oh, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yes. So I think, Alan, if you were to be the host of Gold 104, you would insert more Nirvana songs that we don't usually listen to, I'd imagine. Yeah, like uh, Sappy. Like what? That's from their first album, right? Like Sappy, no. Like Sappy. No, that's a song that was released on a as a hidden track on a 1993 AIDS benefit album called No Alternative with a bunch of rock bands at the time. 
Uh, really obscure Nirvana song. All right. Well, we're going to end this call, El- um, Ellen. So we're going to try and see if we can get L7 back on. But uh, Ellen, go and enjoy Coldplay Christmas Lights. It's a great song. Speaking of Christmas Lights, I'm actually going to drive around with a special someone later tonight and we're going to look at Christmas Lights. It's going to be amazing. So I might well, keep you know, that Stephon, song. I already beat you to that because I already did that with my friend Jordan the other week around Beaconsfield. Yeah, but this is closer to Christmas, so... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you get any Christmas presents yet, Ellen? Uh, yeah, I did. My mom bought me my flight to Perth to see Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, so that's why you want to live under a bridge, because you've been inspired by that song. I see. Yeah, that's correct. All right, well, anyway, I know you've got a bridge to uh, find a combination on this, so I'll let you go, Ellen. Enjoy Coldplay Christmas Lights and actual Christmas Lights and KFC and all that stuff. And yeah. uh, enjoy your Christmas. Merry Christmas, Ellen. Have a good one. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you and Rich. And Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Ellen. Thank yeah. you. All right. Bye. All right. All right. So that was it. Christmas Lights by Coldplay. Coldplay, Christmas Lights. Yes. Pretty great. Pretty when great we song. saw them last time, I'm sure it was... It was for the Muller's Tour, the one we were talking about. With yeah. Ellen. What month was that? Do you remember? It wasn't. It was 2011. Was it, it near was, Christmas? It was. Oh. I have a feeling it might have been near the end of the year. Hang on, let me do some fact checking here. So Milo, Milo, what's how do you say how do you say it? Milo Zylodo or something. Zylodo. Okay, here we go. Milo Zylodo was released in October 2011. Okay, according to this, when was the tour? 13th November, so it was close to Christmas. They might as well have played it, I guess. If it's not December, you're not supposed to, so whatever. You know, that's an important time for us, Stefan, because we just finished Year 12 by that point. Yeah, we did. And we saw Coldplay, and this was the beginning of us seeing bands, even though that wasn't our first concert together. No. What was our first show? Uh, Eagles, for the long hour. Oh, and speaking of Eagles, when we up. saw that, Well, they are coming up, but when we saw them that year... They did perform, uh, what's their Christmas song called? Uh, Please Be Home for Christmas. Yeah, I know you would know what it is. <laughs> so, lucky, lucky us. It's, that's a good one. You know what? The Eagles have another um, holiday-directed song. It's called Funky New Year. I haven't heard this song. But is I've been... Um, ba- I know is about, it on Long Road out of Eden? Or? Uh, no, no. I think it's on the deluxe version. But the thing was, uh, Don Felder, in his book Heaven and Hell... You've read the book, haven't you? Don Felder? Yes, I have. In the book, that song, Funky New Year, he had the most um, discontent for. Why? Because he didn't... He he thought it was a bit of a novelty and he hated Glenn Fry's sax solo. What year did that come out? 1980. Hmm. So this was on the verge of them breaking up for the first time, basically. To feature... You know, it's the first one to feature Timothy B. Schmidt on bass. There you the go. great Timothy B. Schmidt. The yeah, great- and we saw it live. So it was pretty good. And apparently John Bon Jovi has, and Bon Jovi has one too. Well, Wait, there you go. B- so his solo and the band have one, basically. Well, he had a holiday album, and then they just released it under the Bon Jovi name. Okay. The song is pretty good, if you've heard it, Reese. It's quite good. It's just another Bon Jovi song that doesn't really sound anything special, to be fair. Okay. But... Oh, also, and speaking of Bon Jovi, since I haven't had a chance to talk about it on the show yet... Oh, you're going to talk about the concert? Yeah, why not? Because I haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. Fire away. Well, it was it was good. 
It was good. Um, it's probably the weakest of the three shows that I've seen. Yeah. We opening for them was um, Birds of Tokyo, who were great, and you know because it was an opening act, they didn't have the budget to have to make. You know they don't get all the all the great sound guys to make them sound really good. Yeah. Also, the sun was really, really. It was high UV. It was a real stinker. Like I, f- <laughs> I feel like when you listen, you feel like that I'm having a wind or complaining. But the sun was direct at you. Think about the last time the sun was direct at you, and you can feel it was like thirty something degrees, and you can feel the sun almost burning your skin because it was direct at you. So we had to find some shade. And even when the band started, when Bon Jovi started, it was still pretty hot as well. But uh, Reese has got. Set for Bon Jovi right here. They okay, opened with This House Is Not For Sale. That's and a good opener song. Not yeah, it is. But they played... I thought they played... Um, you know, because I've seen them two other times already. So I guess, you know, it's good that they play different sets, different songs. But it, I feel like it was a fairly indulgent set. Indulgent. And, yeah, because a lot of kind of newer ones that nobody really cares about. So looking at this playlist, you got... This house is for sale to begin with. Knockout. So two songs from the album. From the and new those, album. Are, those are good ones. I'm fine with those. And then down the track, you got a lot of hits like "You Could Love a Bad Name," "Whole Lot of Leaving," "We Weren't Born to Follow." Then you got "Roller Coaster," which is off the new album. That's also a good one. That's a good one. Um, and then more hits, and then "God Bless This Mess." That's another one from the album. Boring. Boring. Oh, bang! We've hit a roadblock. Well, "We Don't Run" is okay, but it's also just another song that's okay. Originally, it was off another Bon Jovi album. It was like... It was on Burning Bridges. Burning Bridges, yeah. That was an interesting album, I thought. Yeah. Because it didn't really promote that one too well. Well, it was just... It's, it is basically a um, label commitment. Because, like, okay, we can have... We can leave this label if we've released this album. So, mm-hmm. they released it. And then they decided to stay with the label anyway. They must have <laughs> cleared some stuff out, which is really stupid. It's annoying. But the thing is, everybody I knew that went there, they loved the concert. Yeah. So I guess I'm in the minority. I'm not saying that I didn't like it, but it's but because... It could have been better. They're one of those bands that I... I used to be obsessed with the band. Yeah. So I know almost their entire catalogue very, very well. And going back to the playlist, you've got more hits. You've got Keep the Faith, Bed of Roses, Lay Your Hands on Me. Which was probably the highlight. Uh, I'll Sleep When I'm Dead, Bad Medicine. So that's a good way to end, like, the main set. And then yeah. you go into the encore... But blood before that, you know, when we did, like, when we saw Bon Jovi and yeah. they had Sleep When I'm Dead and Bad Men's and they played the little jams in the middle of the song, they kind of did a tiny bit of that this time, but not a lot. So, you know, I was disappointed I wanted some jams. And, you know, some of these other songs, like Lost Highway, I'm a huge fan of that song and that album. Yeah. You know, when they keep playing, you know, even like the latter day singles, like We Weren't Born to Follow, that's like a. I mean, that's, that was a single that did well, but it's not that good, I don't think. Born to be my baby, um, which is one of my favorites. But you know, I wanted wanted more stuff from Slippery When Wet. Wait, was there anything? There wasn't even anything from these days. Nah, not which even is my not, favorite album. Not even something for the pain, which is my favorite song off that album. Yeah, I mean, they played Diamond Ring both times I saw them before. So uh, there's a, we're looking at a nice graph here. Most of the songs have come from. The New Jersey album. Yeah, and four from... Yeah, so that's good. You know, Bad Medicine's great. Blood on Blood is one of my favourites. Spawn to be my... You know, that's probably my favourite album, second favourite album. I wonder why they don't perform anything from these days, because it's such a good album. Com- I, I know that... um Because the album didn't do as well in America as it was... But it did really well in Japan, and it did pretty well in Europe. 
but yeah, especially in Japan, the tour did very well for that album. Maybe it's hard for him to do vocally. Maybe uh, that's something. Maybe, but I know that I thought that on the New Jersey album he screwed up his vocal cords or something. Like as in like on did, the on the New Jersey New Jersey album. Yeah, he it was really up. hard on his vocals. That's what I remember reading or hearing about. So I think that's the album which where things would be hard. Because his earlier stuff, it, it it is like I think it's the thing between um, something for the pain and keep the faith. Somewhere in between there, it felt for me that his voice, something happened to his voice in between those two periods. Yeah, all these eighties bands like Metallica as well um, lost their voice in the early nineties or late eighties. Yeah, 80s. Metallica. Um, Vince Neil still has some range from Motley Crue. Yeah, but when you have you seen him live? We have. Okay, he mu- he does mumble a bit. The DVD that I have of them playing Motley Crue is pretty good. Carnival of Sins? Yes, but you can see, uh, you know, when he does Shout the Devil, and he's, like, skipping words. I'm oh, like, okay. oh, he, um, That's you, pretty sad. Speaking of which, you know they've reunited Motley Crue. Yes, they have for their Netflix thing, but uh, that's what they said at the start. People are like, I thought you broke up, and they always said that the deal, that the thing that they signed was only for shows. So they always left open... Oh, the studio. So they they made a blood pact to, ne- to never any concerts. to never tour again. Yes, that's what the final. That's why it's called the final tour. They never ever said that they weren't going to release new music. Okay, because they're releasing like four um, songs. Yeah, for the Netflix movie. Yeah, which is I I, I feel that's okay. Yeah, that, it would be like a nice EP because I think that'll cater for. Um, I think it's Mick Mars. Don't like. Would you think like that? It's more catering to Mick Mars and his condition. What do you mean? Well, like, as you all know, he's got, like, a bone disease. Yes. Like, so, I think it's catering to him just to stay in the studio, right, as opposed to touring. I think the reason that they said that they did is because they don't want, um, you know, they respect that Led Zeppelin broke up when they did, but it's also, you know, they want they don't want, you know, a ghost of a band that no one wants to hear to hang around. So, they, they wanted to go out with a bang. And they did. Like, I, I saw footage of the last concert they did in Los Angeles. Yeah. It's great. They had backup singers. They had all the shebang, you know, the roller coaster drums and um, Vince Neil singing. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. I mean, yes, he does mumble, skip words, all that. And there was a big point of controversy, him, the way he sings, basically, the, the songs. Yeah, but I will give him... Um, I'll be- give I'll give him credit because on apparently when we saw him when they performed with Kiss I think during the Sydney show he had an illness do you remember that and like he had to stop perform he didn't want to cancel the show no even though it was an opener so he performed a few songs as much as he can even though he was in pain was it a kidney stone I think it might have been a kidney stone might have been yeah might so he was been. in pain but he was still going and then he just had to stop but he yeah. kept but he did it as much as he could and you know what so I'll give him props for that. So you know that's 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 someone who at least cares about the fans. Yeah. Um, bon Jovi cares about the fans. I will say, yeah, you can tell that during the when he does interviews, he's jaded and sick of answering the same bloody questions. Bon Jovi. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's you know if you're like the sa- if you're the guy who's like written, written like major songs like Living on a Prayer, you give love a bad name, bad medicine. You're gonna get the same questions over and over again. Like a big question for him right now is, would you be open to a reunion with Richie Sambora? I think that's the number one question at the moment. Like, the one tickler, the one that's not been asked, but will be asked. Well, they're all going to ask about Living on a Prayer and all that stuff. I think um, I watched when Living End released their latest album. 
which I haven't heard in a while now. What was it called? Wonderbar. Wonderbar. Wonderbar yeah, they were yeah. doing a, a live stream, and someone asked him on the live stream, "Do you ever get sick of playing Prisoner of Society?" He says he doesn't get sick of playing it. Um, Chris Cheney answered, "He doesn't get sick of playing it, but he gets sick of of talking about it, probably in interviews and stuff." <laughs> What do people ask him? Like, do they ask him like, I don't know, but what does the so- what is the song about? I, I haven't seen any interviews, but that's. But I would assume that people, you know, if if you interviewed them tomorrow for a broad magazine, if he was on the project, for example, you know, a pretty oh, yeah, mainstream. Get, yeah. The Austra- for those who don't know, the project is Australian news comedy program. No, more news. It's a- more political. Yeah. More, it's more news than comedy. I don't want people to think it's a comedy show. It's mostly just news that has some comedians on it. Yeah. That's on. Every weeknight and Sunday, and you know, if 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 for example, living out were on the project, which they probably have been, they would probably get a lot of questions about Prison of Society because that's a song everybody knows. I thought the song everyone would have known is All Torn Down, because that was a big song back in the day. No, well, no, Prison of Society is the big one. Oh. Um, but yeah, the Bon Jovi <laughs> show was it was good. You know, I think most people would have got what they paid for, but I think I'm not a fan of the whole. I mean, I can't say what the ticket price is, but the seat tickets weren't so cheap, and then you pay extra for the back. You know, like when we saw Guns N' Roses, you would yeah. remember we had there was you stand, but there's still like a barrier, so yeah. you have to stand back. And then there's like a middle section or maybe a front section as well, so you pay extra for those. And I just think, I think I would have just rather had seats where I could see from afar and not have idiots around me. Did you have idiots around you in Guns N' Roses? Not a Guns N' Roses. that just a general thing? It was Bon Jovi. Oh, you had idiots in Bon Jovi. Yeah. What happened? Nothing happened. That was just annoying. You know, you know, some people are just annoying. Was this when I saw Bon Jovi with no, you? No, no, no. I'm talking about the one that I saw recently. Okay. Um, well, my red, you know my Red Hot Chili Peppers story when I saw them every day out. Yes. Have I told that story on this show? Probably. Well, it's Christmas present, so go ahead. What happened that big day out when we saw Red Hot Chili Peppers so the years big ago? Headliners were the Killers and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Two great so, headliners. Two the reason gr- we went, not because of any other no. group. Um, so we got in the mosh pit. Oh, not the mosh pit. We sort of got in the stage general standing for the Killers. We got kind the, of far back though. Yeah, we got a great view of the Killers. Yeah. Great, great view, and they put on a great set. Then came time for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And everyone shifted. You know that big shift they would do from stage to stage? Or yeah. the, the, oh, when the band starts, people just shift forward. Yeah, they just shift. It's a great big shift. I lost you. I knew you were ahead of me. <laughs> and I got back. And all I had to see in front of me was a tent. <laughs> so I, all I could do was just try and move to the left. And I could see Chad Smith. And move to the right, I could just see Flea. So I, I did not get a view of um, Josh Klinghoffer, the guitarist, or Anthony Kiedis. To add on to that, I think it was like either just before higher ground or just after higher ground. I had these intellectuals behind me and they came upon a dilemma, Stefan. Would you like to know this dilemma that they have? Yes. Uh, so one of so one of the gentlemen had to say was that he had to pee. <laughs> and his buddy was like, mate, and this is a clear impression, um, mate... You, you're not going to get back here. There's tens of thousands of people. You're not going to get back here. So, But he really had to pee. But his other mate had a solution, an empty can. You know, to be honest, I thought he wasn't going to do it. I thought he was just like, nah, I'll fucking go. I'll go to the Portaloo. He, he did it. Now, when you're at a festival 
and it's getting dark. The, f- the one thing that gets darker is like from your waist down. You can't see. It's an abyss. It's an abyss. So what the guy pr- does is he puts the can in the darkness and whips it out and proceeds to pee. He got 75% in the can. Yeah. And the rest ricocheted onto my leg. I was pissed off. Well, at least you had a big night out. Hey. Thanks for that. <laughs> so, yeah, those that's my idiot experience at a concert. You know what? We'd, I'd been, at that point, I'd been to about three different sound waves, and I'd never had a problem with people. Like, obviously, there's some idiots in the pit. That's yeah, the thing. always. But do you remember that time that we were sitting down eating chips, and then this woman just kind of comes out of nowhere and just says, can I have one? I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> and she just takes it. I'm she, just like, she took it, yes. And her, her friend's just like... Her friend or whatever, just like, just give her. So she goes, I'm just like, fine, take it. Just so she'll go away. And then like some other, few other girls who were sitting near me were just like, who does that? I'm just like, I know, right? Jeez. There's a weird people at Big Day Out. Yeah, that was a weird experience because the thing is like, you ask permission first, then you can have it. But she was just straight away, like she took the chips. Basically. Yeah, like I'm her friend, which I'm not. And yeah, I never will be. a complete stranger. Because <laughs> I'll never go to Big Day Out you've again. Had, you've had a grudge against back. this woman for so long. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, Big Day Out. That was the last Big Day Out, I think. Maybe. Maybe not. I, I think they know. had Pearl Jam the next year and that was it. Oh, well, yeah. Screw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, when we went to Soundwave and you went... Were you at Download? No. No, I wasn't at the first Download, but I'm going to the second Download, which is on March You 11th. got a ticket? Yeah, I got... My whole band is going to download. Oh, excellent. And just like with good things, I'll probably buy a ticket at the last moment. When you went to Soundwave, yeah. it was much better. No stupid people. No stu- Well, actually, I witnessed stupid people. I was afar from the stupid people who were trying to get into the Slayer mosh pit. You remember that? Yeah, I remember. They were. Um, there's a point where the security guards tell you you can't go in the mosh pit because it's full. But the Melbourne... Um, into, um, What's the word? Like the intellectuals of Melbourne were not interested in what the security guards had to say. So they started riding. Well, they didn't ride, right? They started doing a mosh pit outside oh. where the security was. So there was a mosh pit, mosh pit in the mosh pit. And then outside of where, of the entrance to the Slayer mosh, uh, was people just moshing anyway. Just setting up their own little thing, which was, you know what? I admire that. And we got in. We yeah, got, we actually got in the proper. But mosh pit. I didn't go into the actual mosh because screw that, it's a Slayer mosh. But next but, year for that final world tour, if I go to download, I'm going to destroy that mosh pit. I'm going to go to the front and destroy it. Even though someone I know knows someone, I know someone who's a massive metalhead. So not that Soundwave, the Soundwave before that when Slayer was there, when Dave Lombardo was still part of the band, but Jeff was not at that point, and. Um, I know someone who said, oh, how's the Slayer mosh? She's like, Cause Slayer's one of these very bad. He's like, dude, it was shit. All these people were going so crazy. It was too rough. And he said that one of his friends um, hurt their neck. Hurt their neck. Pretty badly. I'm not going to say break neck or crack neck because I don't know how bad it was. But the person hurt their neck. And apparently, according to this person, the story goes, this is what he told me. Yeah. I'm assuming he's telling the truth, but this is what he told me. Right. That... You know, he went to get medical attention or, or whatever on, 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 on site, and they put a shot of adrenaline in him. He's like, I have to go see Iron Maiden, or whoever it was. <laughs> so he went out to see Iron Maiden. Holy shit. 
you got to be careful in those mosh pits, right? Yeah. You can be more careful by listening to the mosh pit on Sin, which returns in late January. Yes. On sin.org.au, on Sin 90.7 if you're, if you're in Melbourne. But stream online or on TuneIn if you're out of if you're out of Melbourne or out of Australia. It's Sin's best rock and metal night. That's the safest way to mosh. Mosh left, mosh right, mosh pit on Sin. Absolutely. So, Reese. Yes. 2019 is upon us. 2019 is upon us. How is your year in rock and music and metal? Pretty interesting. It's been an interesting year in rock and or rolling. Um, I would say, like, I did a, I did a write-up, a write-a-wrap-up for Beat, because I asked for one. And it was really hard for me to come up with, like, top 10 albums of the year, because I, I haven't really listened to that many albums, but uh, I was just able to pull out of my hat 10 albums. Can I charge my phone? Oh, of course you can. Thank you. There you go. Continue. Thank you, Good Samaritan. Merry Uh, Christmas to me. um, Yeah, anyway, I managed to pull out 10 albums that I really liked, and some of the rock uh, titles that I had were um, Firepower by Judas Priest. Did you have to name them, or you wrote it? I up. I'll just name. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, Firepower by Judas Priest, uh, Dying Machine by Tremonti, um, Where Owls Know My Name by The Rivers of Nile. That was a great album. Um, death metal band from America. I'm just trying to think. Uh, the rest were kind of like, they leaned more towards um, sort of the mainstream, I think. Um, the 1975's album. That was a great one yep. this year. What about you? This year, uh, yeah, I'll say Firepower by Judas Priest. I think my number one is Ninja Sex Party. Oh, yeah, um, I also put that album down. Um, cool cool Patrol. Patrol. Yeah, that's probably my top one of the year. I listened to that one a lot. They're becoming um, big Ninja Sex Party. Now. Yeah, because Ninja Sex Party went on um, Conan O'Brien, and, and they performed. Danny, don't you know? Yeah, and I had to censor some lyrics, which was fine. Whatever, who cares? And then I think Ninja Brian held up the song, which if you've seen the music video for Danny, don't you know? Um, you know what you know what yeah, that's yeah, about, yeah. and he he put it upside down. He's like, "Whoopsies, bad." Also, tonight a live released their new album. Um, oh, what was it called? Uh, Who released the album? Under tonight alive tonight alive underworld that underworld. was a good one okay and slipstream by um andrew stockdale which we promised to talk about we'll talk about another time yeah but it's okay um by andrew stockdale also from wolf mother fame and you know you could probably count that behemoth rhapsody original um soundtrack album except you probably wouldn't but you could you could you could um because you know that kind of came out this year um, um a lot of people have been telling me the star is born soundtrack it's pretty meant to be all right well uh record ralph is coming out on boxing day in australia i think it's already out everywhere, everywhere else and i really like the soundtrack from the last one so i would listen to that al city i think that was one of the songs i think yeah al city that was on the last album. actually i'll tell you something i wasn't too much of a fan of this year if i may yes uh aquaman soundtrack do you know uh, what I'm, do you know where i'm going with this well toto yeah uh on the on the soundtrack, there a uh, Pitbull had decided to um, remake Toto's Africa or use um, the chorus of Africa in one of his songs. It wasn't the best, I have to say. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> but you know, I'm not going to lose. I I'm not huge into Toto like you are, so I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. No, so. I, I did lose sleep over it though. Well. <laughs> when did you listen to that today? I listened to it um, as soon as like the article started um, talking about it because it was just like Pitbull has remade Africa and it sounds dot 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 dot. 
Well, what about singles? So the Def Leppard single, Christmas single that we talked about before. Also, definitely the Twisted Sister, a very a Twisted Christmas. Check that out, that album. Yep. But also, um, uh, check out uh, Unbreakable by Birds of Tokyo and also Distortion by Baby Metal, who I saw at Good Things and who were awesome. I'd say check out A Dying Machine by Tremonti, the single A Dying Machine. I'd say check out Spectre by Judas Priest, uh, Love If We Made It by the 1975 Danny, don't you know by the Ninja Sex Party? Actually, I think m- one of my favorite albums this year was um, uh, Post Traumatic by Mark Shinoda. Oh yeah, uh, no, he, he did that. I forgot about that. Yeah, you know this year has it's, it's gone quick, but like a lot of because people- it's gone quick, a lot of the albums have kind of passed me. But I was like, sp- so the def- the Judas Priest album came out this year, but March I was like year. last year, uh, March this year. Oh, I was thinking. Really? I th- it seems like it came out last year, but okay, it came out in March. But I'm thinking, yes, Mike Cheneau's album in response to Chester Bankton's passing from Linkin Park. You know, that's a very um, therapeutic album for me when mm-hmm. I heard it. So that's that's. I think that would actually be my favourite of the year. Uh, it's it's really hard because this year has been a, quite an interesting year. There's a lot that I haven't gone around to. There's Disturbed with Evolution, which I haven't really... I haven't listened to that one. You know why? Because like it hasn't been on like social media too much as like the last album was. Because the last album, Immortalized, I think it was called. Yeah, had the cover of the Simon and Garfunkel cover, The Sounds of Silence, and social media went berserk. In a good way. Sorry. In a good way. In a uh, in a in a good way, yes. But this album had no covers, and so s- no one really like went berserk for dis- disturbed, unfortunately. Yeah, and the Ghost album came out this year. You mentioned uh, that one, right? Prequel, yeah, that was on yeah. everyone's like top ten. And also, or- Hailstorm came out with Vicious. I haven't heard that one. And uh, High Tension with Purge, 2018's Purge. Um, what was it? Um, High on Fire had Electric Mes- had Electrical Messiah. That album was and right. Horizon's Edge, I think, had let the show go on. I think that came out this year, maybe last year. That's a Melbourne-based power metal band, Horizon's Edge. Uh, check it out. They kind of, I would say, they kind of do the stereotypical power metal thing. Yeah. Um, even that artwork looks like a power metal album. And also Helix, I think it's called by um, Amaranth. Uh, good follow-up to that. Oh last yes, one. yes, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, that was a really good album. Yeah. They're very unique, that band. And so I guess you mentioned Greta Van Fleet. Oh, yeah. The Anthem of the Peaceful Army came out this year. Mm. Uh, I remember we talked about it on Mosh Pit on Sin. Yes, we did. We had a nice... Um, well, it wasn't a debate. It was a discussion about how people have reacted to Greta Van Fleet. So I just found out... I mean, the Dead Daisies had an album. This is resurrected by them. Uh, Dead Daisies called Burn It Down, which I forgot about as well. Okay. We missed a lot of albums, man. We did. A L- lot of good stuff. I'm thinking, I can't think, but then a lot of stuff did come out. I'm going to have to listen to it the next few days. Oh, Tenacious D's album posted. I haven't had a chance, you know I what? haven't had a chance. But the songs are really short, apparently, so you yeah, might get I've, through I've, it. I've listened to it once, but it wasn't, it was kind of casually. I didn't, like, sit down and listen to it. It's because um, if you gave the album to me, like, two two or three years ago, I would have been, like, bang set. i got to listen to this right now. But right now, you know, there's so many, so many other stuff going on. Yeah. You know, I need to... You know, just sometimes you're not in the right state of mind to listen to a certain band, and right now I'm not. So, this Christmas, I will listen to it, and you I will listen let to you the go- new Tenacious D album. Yeah, and no, maybe right. I'll let you guys know what we think. Yeah. So, Reese, have you gotten your Christmas uh, any Christmas presents yet? Um, Christmas. Um, 
I'm going to get my laptop repaired. Ooh. That's my Christmas present from mother. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you. Yes. What about you? What well, you- I got from a very special someone a battle jacket. Ooh, I, and as in the studio, we can talk about it now. It's a black um, battle jacket with the Metallica Ride the Lightning logo on the back. Yes. And I. this is great because the person who got this for me had no idea what to get me for Christmas. And... She's done her research, and she got me a really great gift because I've never owned a battle jacket, even though I've wanted to. So now I have one, and I could put my own patches on it if I want to. What patches are you going to put on there? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I guess all the bands I like, so I have to put, I have to put Linkin Park. Although you think maybe I have to put more just metal bands, maybe things from the Download Festival next year. Put some Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden, Slayer, Anthrax, Megadeth, all them. Any uh, Aussie Judas bands? Priest. Yeah, I'll put some Aussie bands. Midnight Oil on there? Yeah, maybe I'll just put bands, bands. Maybe not to stick it to, to metal to metal bands. I will do a rock capital battle jacket, so to speak. Lots of great rock, punk, and metal bands. I'll do all of them. All of them. All of them. Exciting. Yeah, so you don't have a battle jacket. No, I want one, though, but I'll eventually... When I get when I get the um, finances, I will get myself one. I feel very comfortable in this one. It feels great. It looks great. I cannot wait to wear it out about to the next gig. Anyway, um, good things was great, Reese. You should have gone. I know. It was a good show. Maybe next year we'll see what happens at download. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, extra long Christmas episode we've done for you. We've just hit the hour mark, so we're going to end it there. Thank you guys very much for listening. Reese. thank you very much for listening. So no what's trouble. happening in the life of Reese? You're, you're in a band called Iscarian, as you know. Where can we find you? You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, Iscarian. Um, at the moment... How do you spell Iscarian? Oh, sorry. E-S-C-A-R-I-O-N. And you're on Bandcamp as well, right? We're on Bandcamp, yeah. Yes. And we're on Spotify and iTunes as well. If you want to purchase our lovely EP we recorded last year, um, Pinnacle of Neglect... Um, just tripped on the desk there. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, you can find us anywhere. We've, we're pretty much out there. Please listen to our music. We'd love you to give us some feedback as well. Um, we're also um, Melbourne writing, Death Metal. Melbourne Death Metal Band. We're also Excellent. writing a new album as we speak. Um, we're just taking a break for Christmas and New Year's. But um, for, hopefully, hopefully, Stefan, hopefully, hopefully, we'll be in the studio next year. Early next year? I'd say next year. Because you're still writing it, right? We're still writing it, yeah. All right. Well, um, as you guys probably know by now, Pinnacle of Neglect is the intro and outro to this podcast. So if you want a sneak peek of... The single Pinnacle of Neglect, not the the whole EP. Yes, the the song Pinnacle of Neglect. If you want a sneak peek, well, keep listening for the outro right after this, (laughs) but you've heard the intro. Or if you go on Moshpit Backstage, which is the podcast for the interviews that we did for Moshpit, the radio show... We, the whole interview is there. It's on our YouTube channel too, Mosh Put On Sin. Anyway, thank you guys very much for listening. Check out Rock Capital, hashtag Rock, Capital, hashtag Rock Capital, and follow me on Twitter as well, which is at Stefan Bradley 3. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-B-R-A-D-L-E-Y 3. Almost forgot how to spell my own name there. It's hard. That's It is It is hard. Thank you guys again for listening, and please like, subscribe, rate five stars, share with your friends, all that good stuff, wherever you can, wherever you listen to. Oh, yeah. 
And, you know, just send us a message. Tell us what you think. We'd love to have some feedback. And tell us where you listen to. You know, if, if paint a picture of what you're doing while you're listening. Thank you, guys. Rock on. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We'll see you for more episodes in 2019. See ya. Bye.